from the home of the Chiefs. And we've got good December football conditions. <laughs> Welcome to a special championship Saturday edition of College Game Day. Chris Fowler, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreet. I'm your host, Ryan Wolke. Joined here with my co-host, as always, Chris Schneider, owner of the Grand Poobahs. A very special episode, Mortal Kombat Live, coming at you this week. Live from the Boulevard Brewing Company Beer Hall. The beers are flowing. The Christmas spirit is in the air. And Mortal Kombat X is here. We've waited all year for this. Uh, we've only been able to do this nine times. So this is tenth, the tenth edition uh, in, in Mortal Kombat Live, Mortal Kombat Game Day. We're bringing it here in the main focus, the championship matchup, the two pocket rookies in the Texas Cup. Yeah, and super exciting episode. We just want to thank our sponsor, Boulevard Brewing Company, for letting us come out here and and do this here <laughs> live but uh real, we got a real special episode yeah. coming up a lot a lot of good content about the championship um even the toilet bowl matchup we've got some beer tastings coming your way we've got a lot of quick fun facts about the team owners and interviews just an extended episode in general and it's going to be hopefully our most fun episode of the year so with that let's kick it right in with a final four review right now. So the the final four ended up being a, a really fun week to watch. The the matchups were both highly contested until about the end of each game. Um, we'll start it off with the Gunslingers versus the High Five World Champs, where the Gunslingers prevail in this one. Um, and really both teams had an issue with their bench, um, more of an issue really than Danny has with women. Uh, they left more more players on the bench that they should have started uh, than Danny has had sex with in general. Yeah, uh, everybody in this restaurant looks like a pussy. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, really a close matchup till the end. They started separating. Uh, Philip Lindsay, complete dud of a game in the snow. Yeah, Leonard Fournette did not score five touchdowns as he predicted. And Ezekiel Elliott uh, in the Cowboys-Rams game, actually, he had 20 points in the first half. Danny had some life. But any chance that Danny had of going to his fourth Mortal Kombat was completely erased by Drew motherfucking Breeze, who broke records, who kicked ass, who sent the gunslingers to Mortal Kombat. Will he get it here? Yes! Touchdown pass, 5-4 for 
So hats off to Drew Brees. Uh, Danny, your season is over. Uh, it, it was a very unremarkable season, and it was kind of surprising that you were still here, kind of <laughs> like the guy at a, at a party who just instead of taking shots with everybody, just went and hid in the bathroom. So when everybody's plastered, you're still kind of sober. Uh, that was your season, and now it's over. The cops have come, you went home, and Jared's going to the ship. Yeah, and, and finally I can say, Danny did in fact take Zeke down with the ship. I think, I think that was a good description. Uh, I mean, I, we're just pissed. Um, we're pissed at, you know, how we've let this uh, season go. Um, but, you know, the, we just know that we got to be better as a team. Uh, we got to go out there and uh, play way better. And in our second game, we had the one versus four matchup, the Kraken versus the Tupac of Wookiees. Both regular season games decided by more than 50. This one was a little bit closer, a 30-plus point victory, a blowout by the Wookiees. They came out of the gates firing uh, hot. Nick Chubb with a 20-burger. Chris Carson dominated in the noon action. The Patriots defense showed back up against the shitty Bengals. Adam Thielen still is on IR, but got some points. Uh, and Carson Wentz had a decent game against the Redskins. Uh, but overall, Julio Jones, a huge moment here. Uh, a touchdown reversed by Kraken tight end Austin Hooper on the very next play, a touchdown by Julio Jones. After review, the runner possessed the ball and broke the plane. Therefore, it is a touchdown. A 14-point swing. and Wouldn't have mattered. When you combine that with Marlon Mack scoring less than two points on primetime football, Alex had no shot. The Kraken go down. Uh, they've now lost three straight games, uh, including their playoff matchup. They lost the final two games of the regular season, missing the scoring title by seven points, and now losing and bowing out the first round of the playoffs. Safe to say uh, that with all the promise, this may be one of the most disappointing uh, finishes in fantasy football history. Yeah, Alex may have had the most disappointing end of the season uh, to such a promising start. And, and really, it kind of reflects he might be the most disappointing child you out of all three of out of all four of the Edwards boys. That's definitely false. Uh, <laughs> the guys, the guy may have more success off the field than anyone else in the league. Uh, but but really, looking a lot more like Giselle than Tom Brady for the power couple. Uh, just doing a lot off the field, not much on it. Uh, Alex, your 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 unforgettable team is now officially forgettable, uh, and and you're playing for third place now. If you lose to Tyler this week, you'll be or not Tyler. If you lose to Danny this week, you'll be sitting with a fourth place finish on what what was looking like a team that could possibly be undefeated. Some other score updates uh, in the game nobody gives a shit about. Uh, the the Grand Poobahs beat the Mean Machine by one, 102 to 101. Uh, Tyler jumped out to a huge lead, 70 points by Thursday night thanks to Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. But Saquon Barkley finally decided to participate in fantasy football this year uh, with a big game himself. In the loser's bracket, we had a couple matchups. Um, basically, uh, week 15 was the 7th seed and the nine seed. This is actually kind of a jumbled mess. We'll just cover all this shit later. Uh, long story short, Bryce, Forrest, and Justin are all in play for the toilet bowl. Matt saved himself. He will not be... The winner of the toilet bowl. Which I'm really disappointed. I've been yeah. pulling Matt on the toilet bowl all, all season one long. One of the Matt. The Matt's great. The Matt just sounds perfect. Yep. 
floor mat, but oh well. Uh, moving on. The toilet mat. The toilet mat. Not in the toilet bowl, even though we said we'd wait. We're here. Uh, basically, the toilet bowl is a uh, round robin for three weeks. We'll update you. Week one, seven versus uh, ten, and eight versus nine. Forrest lost to Justin. Matt beat Bryce. Uh, and then last week, we had seven versus nine and eight versus ten. Matt takes, takes down Justin, making him 2-0. and oh and immune to getting last. Uh, Bryson Forrest, close game here. Forrest uh, with the win, 65 to 60. Uh, Forrest is still not clear to 80 <laughs> points since Halloween. Uh, some things that have happened since the last time that Forrest scored 80 points or more. Uh, the uh, World Series, the Nationals won the World Series. Yeah. Uh, President Trump got impeached. Matt Davis got impeached as commissioner. Um, I moved uh, halfway across the country. A couple people bought some houses, some new jobs. Uh, What else? Pretty much anything that's happened the last quarter of the year. Barry Odom was fired. Barry Odom got fired. And then we hired a coach that likes to drink. So, really, uh, Forrest is going to finish the decade without a, a, an 80-point game. We're not even talking about 100-point games here. Just 80 points. But you know, there's a lot of talk about leaving things behind in 2019 and the decade in general. I think points. Forrest left points. Left points. Yeah. He left winning behind. Uh, so while he theoretically should definitely probably have the, the last place, uh, just based off his matchup, he was able to beat Bryce by five. So this is going to be seven versus eight and nine versus ten. Uh, that is Matt versus Forrest and Justin versus Bryce. couple scenarios here. Should, Bri- should Justin win, Bryce will get last place uh, no matter what. Well, yeah. Should Justin win, Bryce is, right, we will have the Bryce. Should Bryce and Forrest both win, Justin will get last and we'll have the Justin. If Bryce wins and Forrest loses... Uh, there will be a three-way tie that will go to head-to-head with everybody being one and one. It'll go to total points scored in the playoff round, Robin, to decide last place. So a lot of weird shit. We'll figure it out on Tuesday. Until then, uh, Forest team sucks, but Bryce Bay very well get in last place. Uh, and it's Justin every other week scores 130 points. So tough titties, guys. Tough titties said the kitty, but the milk's still good. All right, and let's take a quick break um, for a word from the sponsor of Mortal Kombat Live. Boulevard wheat is unfiltered, and it's my job to make sure it stays that way. Boy, hell no! No, stop! Filtration can come from anywhere. Beer filters, coffee filters, 
Snapchat filters, air filters, any kind of filter, out. Hey, hey, those filters for the beer? They're for coffee. Get that out of here. Okay. A lot of people don't get what I do here, but they sure can taste it. All right, so uh, next segment in is... In the spirit of Christmas. In the spirit of Christmas and in the spirit of, of the Boulevard Brewing Company for allowing us to come out here and... Allegedly. And, and stream live for Allegedly. Mortal Kombat X Live and being our main sponsor for the championship game. We're going to do a little beer tasting here. We've each got a flight. I've got the John McLean flight, and Chris has the Clark Griswold flight. And we're going to taste these beers... And we're gonna compare compare each one uh, to a team in the league. So I'll let Chris start this off. So first up on the Clark Griswold flight uh, is the American Kolsch. Beer is uh, very basic. Tastes like a combination of if you put a Budweiser and Miller Lite in the same glass, or you know, if you like pour pour Miller Lite in the glass and then you pour some Budweiser in it, and uh, there's still some Miller Lite remnants. Um, that's kind of what this beer tastes like. Very just basic and not exciting. Kind of bland. It's quiet. I could be around this beer all day, so it does the job. Uh, but it's 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 simple. This beer is Jared. So Jared, you are the American Kolsch uh, from the Boulevard Brewery Company. Done. All right. So my first beer is Tank Seven. Mm. Tank 7 is... Uh, for those of you rookies who don't know... Yeah, for those of you rookies that don't know, Tank 7 will not fuck your, your shit beer. up. It's not your daddy's beer. It is a, a very light, uh, refreshing beer. Um, Drinkable. As I take another sip, um, it's definitely... Uh, on the palate, it kind of has a florally taste to it. Interesting. I will say it can resemble pansies or rose petals. Strong yet weak. Strong yet weak. And it'll hit you hard when you need it. So, with this, I'm going to go with Chris Schneider. This is the Chris Schneider of Boulevard Beers. This this beer is, is very soft. It is very sweet uh, and smooth when it needs to be. But it'll fuck your shit up when you need to get fucked up. Next, we have the... Single wide IPA, a staple of the Boulevard Brewery Company. Very popular beer of choice at this time of year. There's some uh, kind of a citrusy flavor to it. It's a little fruity. For an IPA, it is it definitely is uh, drinkable and it has a nice finish. That most IPAs I feel like come come short on. So this beer does the job. It, it finishes what it starts, um, but it has some orange hints to it, some citrus. It's fruity, yet it's very likable. Uh, and it's for the common man. 
This is the Alex Edwards of beers. It's citrus, because Alex lives in Miami. It's kind of fruity. Uh, I don't really know. If Alex isn't very fruity, but uh, he lives in Miami. There's oranges down there and shit. And uh, it's a good beer. Alex dress is kind of fruity. Well, it's an IPA. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll fuck you up if you drink a bunch of them. And uh, you don't want to cross this beer. You don't want to cross Alex, you know. And it knows what it's doing. Alex knows what he's doing. See, Alex Edwards of beer. Um, single white IPA. By name, you'd think Danny. It's Alex. Speaking of by name, by Danny. You'd think of Danny. My next beer is The Calling. Another IPA. The Calling... The Calling is, is very refreshing. I wouldn't want to drink it all the time. It's kind of one of those beers that you only want every once in a while. Um, I would say it does, it, it can fuck you up. Um, I would, you know, just by the name, number one, and also the a number of times that I would want to drink it or visit it per year, um, I would say this is the Danny of beers because Danny does like to give Hookers a call, aka the calling, and I only see Danny once or twice a year. So I'm gonna give this beer to Danny. Next up, on uh, my flight of beers, the Park Griswold flight, I've got the Nutcracker Ale. <laughs> Very dark by appearance. Shitter's full. Shitter is full, guys. This beer is very dark by appearance. It's black. Tastes like coffee. This might as well be a cold brew. It's black. It's uh, tasty. It's very chocolatey. Um, the everything about this beer looks like a coffee. Even the foam on this looks like coffee bubbles. Uh, it's a dark roast. It is a. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this beer. I don't understand the name Nutcracker because they should just call it the coffee beer. Um, I'm going to combo this one. I'm going to call this the Davis brother of beer. <laughs> no explanation needed. I know Matt likes his coffee. And uh, it's, very, it's very honest. This is an honest beer like Tyler. Uh, it's an honest beer. It's a morning beer. Those are both morning guys. It's a hard-working beer. And uh, it'll probably get the job done very quickly, like Matt and Tyler. And uh, dark-looking beer. It's a dark beer. I know. The Davis, I the Davis Brother Brews. Uh, this is uh, Nutcracker Ale. All right. And so with, with my next beer, um, it's the Bourbon Barrel Quad. It's also a, a very dark beer. Um it's it's definitely dog shit. Um, it's absolutely terrible. It's the worst beer I've ever had. Um, it tastes like the rubber on the bottom of your shoe. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and give this beer to Matt. Oh, Matt, there you go. Matt is terrible. Number <laughs> one, just like this beer, absolutely god awful at fantasy football. And 
And in reference to uh, it tasting like the rubber on the bottom of your shoe, uh, we'll take it back to homecoming uh, two or three years ago. can't remember how long ago that was, maybe two, where uh, Matt ate my rubber um, in a foot race. So I'll give this one to Matt, and that's the uh, Bourbon Barrel Claw. And finally, uh, on my flight, we have Restless Nights. Very seasonal. It's got kind of a rust color to it. Picking up hints of gingerbread. No, I'm not. It's pretty damn good beer. Uh, strong alcohol content. Uh, it's to the point. Reminds me of one of my favorite beers, uh, a Lagunitas, which is uh, out of the horrible state of California. Uh, but this is a beer for the for the for the, the grunt working men of the United States, and it's out of California. It reminds me of a Lagunitas, which is one of the best beers I've ever had, uh, which is also the favorite beer of our newest member, Bryce Bowman. So this beer is the Bryce of beers. Uh, it's meant as a compliment. So, fuck it. Restless nights. Bryce probably has a bunch of them. <laughs> All right, with my final beer in the John McClain flight. It is John McClain. That's what it's named. I'm not being drunk and saying... John McClain instead of John McCain. They've named it the John McClain. I don't understand the Christmas aspect of that name. Hold up. Record scratch. Breaking news on the Mortal Kombat podcast. Ryan has not seen Die Hard. And if he has seen Die Hard, he's lying. Just like LeBron said, he's seen The Godfather. I've never seen Die Hard. So Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And your job between now and Christmas is to watch Die Hard. If you don't watch Die Hard by Monday night, you will lose Mortal Kombat X. Okay, I will watch Die Hard actually. I'll watch it this evening. And then also breaking news. Speaking of John McCain, Ryan is now claiming to be a... A conservative. Oh! He's committed to the University of Republicans. It, this is very big news. Welcome to the club. So, with that, I will uh, go into my final On, my a, final on a historic day, the birthday of the Space Force. That's right. Damn right. The America. United States of Space. As we look over the skyline of Kansas City and drink these beers, my final beer is the Whiskey Barrel Stout. This beer is very nice at the beginning. It's very thick. Hits you in the back of the throat. This should be my. So I cannot, I cannot compare this beer to anybody else, but Big Dick McGee himself, Brian Wilkie. This is my beer, motherfuckers. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, if all of you are sitting at home wondering what to drink tonight. Uh, Play this back and try to track whatever the fuck we said in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and get your beer. Hammer drunk. This season on Drunk History, 
Prepare to get bombed. Blasted. Tanked. Not barfy. Don't worry. Don't worry. And tipsy. Drunk History, season premiere, Tuesday, September 1st, on Munch. And watch all past seasons on Crave TV. Impromptu Drunk We're doing an impromptu Drunk History on Die Hard, the movie, for Ryan. So, the uh, movie's based in the 80s, when Bruce Willis was, like, hot shit. Um, and this movie really made... I don't know if Bruce Willis was big before this movie, because I wasn't alive in the 80s. But they made this movie called Die Hard. Uh, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful demonstration of American cinema. Follows the story of a not-so-young John McClane. Flies from New York to L.A. to visit his ex-wife. Why does he visit his ex-wife? It's Christmas. Why would the you visit your ex-wife on Christmas? Do you go to your dad's on Christmas? Your ex-wife? My dad's well, not my ex-wife. He has kids. His kids... Ryan, family. Okay, keep going. Anyway, goes to the uh, uh, Christmas party in Nakamura Tower, where his wife's Christmas party is for the office. And uh, just randomly, because it's the only way you can make a movie about it, while he's at the Christmas party, uh, terrorists take over the building. Specifically, the guy who plays Professor Snape in Harry Potter. What? <laughs> Takes over <laughs> Nakamura no Tower. This is real. This is real. And uh, hatches a terrorist plot to take over uh, and threatens to kill everybody in the building if he, the bank and the police don't pay him a bunch of money. So, John McClane, being the New, in New York City cop badass that he is, starts going through the air ducts to go find this motherfucker and kill him. And not to spoil the ending, but to spoil the ending, there's a Die Hard 2 and a Die Hard 3. And what makes it the greatest Christmas movie of all time is it's during a Christmas party. He wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Christmas because he wouldn't be visiting his ex-wife unless he had a kid to visit for Christmas. And if you pay attention, all of the evil music in Die Hard is actually evil music covers of Christmas songs. What? So Die Hard, the official Christmas movie of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League. First of all, this movie, before I've seen it, sounds like dog shit. It's not something that would ever happen. So this guy goes to visit his ex-wife's Christmas party. No, I'm never going to my ex-wife's Christmas party. Number one. Number two, I'm not nobody can crawl through air ducts. That's not possible. You can't crawl through air ducts to get to a terrace. You can't do that. If, it's especially an air conditioning unit. He uses a lighter to see his shit. It's a little cigarette lighter. This this movie's stupid. But I'm gonna watch it tonight. Chris Rock plays the limo driver. It's all. It's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Push-Up Bra Inventor. Mr. Push-Up Bra Inventor. Never before has one man done so much with so little. Lifting them higher. 
From mosquito bites, pimples, and pancakes to melons, mountains, and major league yabos. An engineering feat so brilliant it can only be described as va 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 voom. Thanks to you, even a 90-year-old grandmother can go from A to double D in a single bound. What's your number, Granny? So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh hoister of the Hooter, because when it comes to the bust, you're the best. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, so now we got some fun facts. Um, heading into Mortal Kombat, we get uh, to preview... Some fun facts about our participants. Jared Edwards, uh, an all-state football player, uh, his senior year, calls himself the best football player in the family, uh, putting Alex on complete blast. Actually has a state record. Uh, most punt returns in a season. Six. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot for high school football. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, Dante Hall had like four. And people were ready to retire his numbers, so... Um, he met Becca through Brittany, which is described as Tyler's black ex-girlfriend, <laughs> who he met through Alex's laser Dark tag. Dark roast ex-girlfriend. Um, Jared also put as a fun fact, <laughs> spring break. Nothing else. Just, spring break. Just spring break. So apparently, fact of Jared is spring break. Um, put some personal information on where he works in case anybody wants to look him up. Um... He's also compared to Zeke Elliott. Uh, his senior year of high school, they played against each other. That's facts. He's compared to him in the St. Louis today. Uh, Terrible newspaper. Post-dispatch. Post-dispatch. Uh, it's much better than the Kansas City Star. I wish I was wrong. That's the only thing about um, St. Louis that's better than Kansas City. And, uh, and this is a fact. Jared did play against Zeke in the state semifinal. Uh, he had more total yards. Zeke won the game. Uh, but Jared is, is still without a doubt... One of the best high school players in the state. And that year, uh, he did get first team All-State. Zeke did get second team. So, uh, I think it's safe to say that if Jared had to pick between him and Zeke for his fantasy team, he'd probably pick himself. It's confidence, guys. It means he wants to win. Um, and we'll leave it up to Ryan with uh, some fun facts about Ryan. All right, so some fun facts about the owner of the Tupac Wookiees. Um, we'll start off with, uh, he was once on America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, most recently broadcast actually um, two weeks ago so uh, five seconds to fame I've been on cable television he loves cats I I hate cats Um, another fun fact about me he's changing his last name to Blair when he gets married no actually because he's a pussy (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh, Blair and pussy Side note: Before Ryan starts going down that road, <laughs> we are. Let's let us not forget. I may get. I may not be able to finish this podcast. It's a matchup between potentially two of the most whipped players in the league. Ryan with the fluffy dog, and Jared, who self-explained, only does what Becca wants him to do. That's true. So, Jared, if Becca will let you in the league next year. Please let her let you in the league next year. We also probably have the most laid individual in the league versus the least laid individual in the league, which brings me to my next fun fact. Uh, Matt's not in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> currently, currently with their current partner. That's true. Matt, Matt is not poking his baby with his penis. 
It's weird, guys. It's real weird. But fun fact number two, Kaylee did at one point, at Alex's wedding, in fact, announce to all of our friends that I have a massive cock. Whoa! So I do have a massive cock. Uh, if you want to know the exact dimensions, it's uh, eight and a half inches long and about uh, two, just below. Is that hard or soft? Just below. That's, that's hard. Nah, still impressive. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also say in girth, it's about two and a half inches or, uh, no, maybe it's about three. I'm just Ow. trying to measure with my Ow. hand right now. That's, 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 that's It's a girthy dick. So I'm, I'm girthy and long. Um, uh, another fun fact about Ryan, he's the newest member of the Friends Group, uh, former assistant GM of the Grand Poobahs, helped us capture championship number three. Thank you. Um, kind of got to know everybody over spring break. Uh, Ryan's probably never leaving Kansas City. And uh, he's only beat me one time in the regular season. I says more playoff wins against me in the regular season. So... When it counts. Fun facts. Uh, Ryan's also bald. I am bald. I wear... That is a good fact. Yeah, I, it's a great I, fact. I actually pour sprinkles of hair in my hair to make my hair look full. I'm actually very, very work. bald. It, it makes my hair look like I have it, but it... No, it doesn't. I it really makes it look don't like you hair. sprinkle shit in your hair. Um, <laughs> you should shave your head. My head is basically an ice cream sundae. Yep. Uh, Ryan's also was on my list as third most likely to get divorced. Um... That's terrible. Ryan, uh, a good dude. So is Jared. It's a match with two really good dudes. Um, damn, this podcast can be long. <laughs> One more fun fact. Ryan used to try to pick up girls in college by telling me he was the Midwest Mid-Belt MMA team. I did not do that. No, no, no. That was correction. That is not how I picked up <laughs> girls in college. That's how I would start fights in college. I would tell people I was the Midwest Mid-Belt champ. It's true. Freshman year of college, that's what I told other guys when we were about to get in a fight. And then and then we'd rumble. That, that was just what I told people. That's not how I picked up girls. So wait, Correction we, got, we, on that fact. we actually got in a fight. A fun fight. I mean, we you know, it wasn't like a fight. Yeah, you whooped my ass. You were and twice I my your size. Ass. Technically, that makes me the Midwest Mid-Belt champ. No, it'd be like... I Con- took the belt from you and you haven't got it back. I'm McGreg- the Midwest Mid-Belt champ. I bet Conor McGregor Fine. fighting a sumo wrestler. That's what happened. <laughs> Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Footlong Hot Dog Inventor. Mr. Footlong Hot Dog Inventor. When conventional wisdom said no one could make a hot dog longer than six inches, you dared to dream. Dared to dream. You knew the limitations of a regular size hot dog bun, and you ignored them. Can't stop me now. You made a 10-inch wiener, and people cheered. But you weren't satisfied. You said, wait, I think I can still give you two more inches. And so the footlong was born. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Hot Dog Hero, because you gave every single one of us our fondest wish, a bigger wiener. Thank you, thank you. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Jared, Jared doesn't have a real job. Uh, yeah, I mean, my boss is out, so not that big true. of a deal. Yeah, stick it to the man. Yeah, Jared's awesome. sticking <laughs> it to the man right now, taking right. an extended lunch. Yeah. Well, Jared, thanks for joining us today. Uh, definitely want to uh, 
just kind of first off, congratulate you. Uh, for those of you who don't remember last season, Jared uh, lost the championship game, heartbreaking fashion. wasn't a close game. Uh, just lost to the greatest team in Mortal Kombat fantasy football league history. Hashtag self plug. Hashtag Grand <laughs> Uh Would have won it had you started Deshaun Watson. So a little sour taste all off season. Um, and, and vowed to return, and you did. So congratulations for completing uh, what you said you would do and, and one step away from immortality. Thank you. So, Jared, I'll, I'll start the questions off. Uh, what do you attribute to uh, your recent success kind of in back-to-back years, and, and what, do you, what do you think has gotten you this far this year? I think it has to do with more research, looking into players and their analysis on what they they bring to the table whenever I'm drafting, and just doing a lot more research, being more invested in fantasy football than I was in years past. Yeah, this this definitely um, you know one one thing that maybe stands out for how you manage your team. Uh, you're one of the better, if you want to call it coaching. One of the better coaches in the league. You always seem to start close to an optimal lineup uh, and get the right players in place. Uh, is there a science to it? Because it's it's something that a lot of league members suck ass at. Uh, but is there any tricks to being able to know who's going to have a big game? And, and you've maneuvered it pretty well. You've had three quarterbacks this year and been able to start uh, and get big games out of all of them. So what's your secret on that aspect? I just look at the, look at the defense they're playing, especially in quarterback. See if they have a nice pass rush, then maybe choose the other quarterback. And also weather conditions. If they're playing in inside versus outside, you know that they're going to have more passing opportunities as a quarterback. So you're nine and four. Uh, you've had a you've been consistent all season. What's been the most satisfying win to date in the regular season? Obviously, knowing your playoff wins are. are probably the best of the year what was one win this regular season that made you uh, that kind of capped off your your regular season i would say probably my win against alex the last uh the last week of the regular season he beat me by a lot our first game but being able to have the same record as him at the end of the year definitely brings up the morale of the team all right so um, there's a stat out there that does say, you know, the higher the success rate in fantasy football, the higher the divorce rate. How is your relationship in comparison to your fantasy football success? Um, it's pretty great. We always celebrate the wins and also the losses. How? So, how is that? How do you celebrate? Sex. Sex. Has, uh, speaking of sex, has... Uh, have you and Zach ever, you know, been confused by your partners? I think, you know, obviously Becca would just be like, "Oh, Jared, what have you been doing? You're so much bigger." Yeah, did you ever, you ever pull the uh, Korean samurai? No, I have not. Fair, quite fair answer. Just putting it out there, just testing the waters. Um, so obviously, uh, a scenario played out. Uh, you kind of, you had a close game against Danny. But you knew it was either going to be Ryan or Alex in the championship. Are you disappointed that it's not a brotherly matchup? Are you excited to finally face Ryan, who's been shitting on your team all year? 
where are you in, in, in regards to your opponent from Mortal Kombat X? I don't care about my opponents. I just care about my own team. I know Ryan gets lucky some weeks and then is dog shit the next week. So it really just depends on if his team shows up. Then Alex has McCaffrey, which in the beginning of the season was doing really well, but then he's just gone downhill ever since then. Going into this week, you're obviously, it's back-to-back Final Fours. It's back-to-back um, opportunities to to get your name on that trophy last year coming up short. What's your prediction for this week? Who are you leaning on? What are we going to see come Tuesday morning when we wake up? Surprise would be probably the Denver Broncos offense. I'm starting Sutton and I'm starting Philip Lindsay. I predict a big game for both of those players and obviously Aaron Jones as well. And if, if you win this Gronk, the the, uh, the the 10th year of championships, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get your hands on the ground? Definitely open up the bottom, see what's in there. Haven't seen it, but got to look. And then definitely have to embroider my uh, gunslinger's hat with the Gronk logo when it comes out. Fair enough. Well, good luck to you this week. Uh, real proud of your team and everything they've done this week. And uh, an entertaining season. Uh, one game to go. We wish you the best and, and uh, hope for immortality. Thank you. All right. And after that interview with Jared, now we're moving on to uh, the challenger, the four seed, uh, Mr. Ryan Wolke. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I hear you're a big fan. Big fan of the podcast. Big fan. Uh, I heard you, your favorite is the co-host. Uh, I really I really do like the co-host in this podcast. The host sucks ass, but, you know, the, the co-host really should probably just take the whole thing over. Uh, it's never going to happen. But, um, so, you know, first couple questions. Obviously, you are the most vocal uh, podcast member, but also the most vocal person in the league as far as shit-talking, pimping up your own team. Uh, a.k.a. Big Dick McGee, and uh, called it from the start that you were going to be in this championship game, and you're here. Uh, give us some thoughts on, on your annual, your year-long mission uh, to return to your first Mortal Kombat since 2016 and finally getting there. Yeah, so it's, it's been a great year so far. I, I do definitely like to talk a lot of shit, um, and it's going to continue. Whether I win this game or not, that's, that's, that's kind of just my M.O., that's what that's what I do. I like to make you guys feel like shit, and uh, it, it kind of brings me up uh, every single week. It, it gives me a little pedestal to stand on. Can, can I can I just interject for a second? Let, let me just say, you are you are putting the pussy up on this pedestal. You're just building the pussy up, man. What are you even talking about? Building the pussy up. What does that mean? You making the pussy into this great big Greek goddess named Pussyliath, and you, what you're doing is you're psyching yourself into thinking it's yeah. some impossible feat. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm putting the pussy up on a pedestal. And uh, but you know, I called my shot at the beginning of the year. I plan to finish that shot. I'm gonna go Floyd Money Mayweather on all this entire league um, and I'm just calling the shot I'm going to knock Jared out in this final round and, uh, and that's all there is to it we look at 
obviously there's only two teams that have ever won in their first year, uh, you being one of them. And uh, I'll save the self-plug. Hashtag self-plug. I didn't self-plug. Uh, but, but if I were to, if I were to self-plug, I'd say the Grand Poobahs are the first expansion team to ever win. I'm hammered. Um, taking a look at it, Ryan, you, you, you've got this matchup against Jared. Uh, he's a good competitor. You guys split the season series. Uh, now you've got an opportunity to win your second Gronk, put your name back on that on that trophy. Uh What's that mean to you, and um, what's it going to take for you to get there? It means a lot to me. Um, that trophy only belongs in, in three hands, in my opinion. It's uh, the Grand Poobahs, Damn right. the Kraken, and the Tupaca Wookies. Those are the three leaders of this league, and uh, those are the only three people that deserve this trophy. They're the only three people that know dick about fantasy football, obviously, in a historical sense. Um, I'll shit on Jared's team. I've been shitting on Jared's team all year. It's because they are shit. Um, and Jared is as, about as good as a, a fantasy football player as he is a shit talker. Um, and, and he really doesn't have much humor or shit talking behind him. And so that's why I'm going to double his score this week. Okay, wow. Bold prediction there. Uh, Ryan calling a, a double up on score. Uh, and I'm glad that you're going off that kind of deserved side. Uh this matchup obviously is a matchup of two teams in the Russian division. It's personal. We are guaranteed a Russian champion for the ninth time in ten years. The Trump division has one championship in the entire decade. Can you comment or elaborate on that or just tell them how fucking sad that is? I will comment on that. Um, I'd love to comment. I think the reason is, is because the guys in the Russian division are just all around more fun. We just really like to have a better time. We don't take life as seriously as the guys in the Trump division. Judging by our jobs. Those other guys, they, they really do just, they they take life way too seriously. And and with that, you don't get to lo- pay a lot of attention to fantasy football. True. Um, you're paying a lot of attention to other things, which, I mean, if that's, taxes, what, if that's what you're about, taxes. Houses, and, kids, yeah, good marriages. Whatever. Not Still, fun. Not being a man. Basically, the uh, Russian division is full of men, just like Vladimir Putin. Um, He is a man. He cares about the real things in life. He cares about things that are going to entertain him and make him happy rather than things that are going to make him sad and depressed, just like the Trump division. And just like in real life, with Trump being Russia's little bitch, the Trump division is the Russian division. That's right. It is our little bitch. And we like to remind them of that. We also like to remind everybody this is basis. a pro-Trump podcast. So, uh, Trump 2020. Vote Trump 2020. Great. Today we salute you, Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. More than any neon sign or exploding scoreboard ever could, your chrome dome cover says, Hey guys, look at me. What could you be thinking? You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look phonier if it had a chin strap. Look at you. Made of space-age fibers, it can repel anything. 
rain, wind, snow, and especially young women. I don't think so. So crack open an ice cold Budweiser, Mr. Stud in a rug, then crack open another for that thing on your head. And now we're on to the week uh, previews of championship week. Uh, first, we're going to cover kind of the other games, quote-unquote. Um, starting out in the toilet bowl, we've got uh, Justin and Team Raiden versus Bryce's Bad Hombres. Really feel like the Bad Hombres pulled this one out here. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna fight tooth and nail to make sure we don't have the Bryce in 2020. Uh, my prediction is still strong that it's going to be the Forest. Uh, and so I feel like Bryce pulls this out against Justin. Yeah, this, this matchup here, I hope that the trophy gets named to one of these two teams because it's going to be a great story either way. Number one, Bryce gets the, gets the Bryce, and I called the shot from the beginning. The very first podcast, I said Bryce was going to get the Bryce. That would be a great call-out. And I also said that I was going to win the championship. That would be the, sec- the, the best call-out over the Bryce. The next best story could be Justin going from the ESPN rated number one team in the league to the worst team in the league and also winning the Tony, a, a double trophy season for the loser. It's possible, and, and let's all hope for our sake that it happens. You know, we welcome Justin back with a nice ass whipping. Uh, Matt versus Forrest. Matt cannot win last place here. Uh, another rivalry game. Miles Sanders, White Hot, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill back in the lineup, Mark Andrews. Best tight end in the second half of the year. And Matt going with Ryan Tannehill. Riding the hot hand at quarterback. I think he's going to take it to a win. Forrest is going to finish the season uh, with no 80-point uh, games for the last two months. And he's going to end up with the Forrest somehow. You know, I really hope, I really hope that, Ryan, that Ryan Tannehill sucks this game because it would be great. It would just be a capital on Matt's season to have the old guy quarterback on his team, just lay a dog egg and and a goose egg, excuse me. Dog shit, goose egg, got it confused. Too many beers. Thanks to Boulevard. Boulevard. <laughs> Next up is the game that nobody really gives a shit about. Uh, Grand Prix Buzz versus Me Machine. The way our playoffs work, this is a two-week game. Uh, cumulative point total over two weeks. Um, the Grand Prix Buzz won last week by one point. I'm going to take the Mean Machine this week by one point. Forcing the game to be decided off of decimals, uh, in that, in more specifically, that extra decimal that ESPN just fucking decided to throw in in the semifinal week. Uh, we really don't know why. I had to do everything with our league. Me and Forrest's matchup is had the reason to. they did that. But either way, uh, I'm going to take the Mean Machine by one point this week over the Grand Poobahs. Uh I'll still win on the minuscule decimal and get the fifth place trophy. Uh, but that's it for the loser bracket. Now it's on to the final four uh, matchups. The other loser game, uh, the Kraken versus the High Five World Champs. Both these teams were dog shit last week. Both these teams a fucking huge disappointment. I'm going with the upset here. I think the High Five World Champs pull it off. I think Deshaun Watson lights up the shitty Bucks. I think Zeke Elliott has a huge divisional game against the Phil- uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Kareem Hunt has the Ravens. He'll probably suck ass. But uh, Joe Mixon's got the Ravens. The Chiefs D gets Mitchell Trubisky. I think there's enough good matchups here for the high five world champs. On the flip side, the Kraken, they're really hoping that that they've got some big games coming up. 
I just don't think they get it done. I think they finish the year with four straight losses, and they're one of the most disappointing teams in Mortal Kombat history, finishing with a fourth-place finish after a 9-2 and two start. Wow. And now for the matchup everybody's been waiting for, Mortal Kombat X, the two Paco Wookiees versus the Texas Gunslingers. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match for the heavyweight championship of the world. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, from the capital city of the United States of America, Washington, D.C., ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Both of these teams have been going back and forth all season. Uh, the Gunslingers at 9-4, and four, the Wookiees at 9-4. and four. The Gunslingers uh, and the Wookiees did face off twice this season. A week three matchup in which the Wookiees uh, really handed it to the Gunslingers, won by 40. Gunslingers come back and beat the Wookiees by 20 in week 10, the most recent matchup. Uh, we are going to have ourselves quite the contest for year 10 here. A big focus going to be on Tupac, the Wookiees quarterback, Carson Wentz. Uh, he fell short three years ago for the Wookiees. He's coming back now to finish the job. Todd Gurley coming in against the 49ers defense. You've got some great matchups all around uh, for the Gunslingers. Drew Brees, white hot, setting records left and right. Uh, Aaron Jones, Monday night football against the Vikings in the Dome. Could set us up for a nice finish. And then Travis Kelsey has been a, a MKFFL playoff MVP candidate, just like Julio Jones has. A great matchup between two teams that really pair well together. At the end of the day... Uh, I want the Gunslingers to win. I'm rooting for the Gunslingers to win. The Wookiees have some great matchups on paper. It's going to be close. I've got to go with the Wookiees here. I think Julio Jones is playing the best football of the year. I think Nick Chubb is the only guy that can tear up the Ravens' defense. I think Todd Gurley is going to get a lot of carries against the Niners. The, the Eagles have to win that game against the Cowboys. As much as I want the Gunslingers to win this game, I have to pick the Wookiees. I think that they've got the better hand across the board. Now we're going to go to the lock of the week with Tupac Wookiees on a Ryan Wolf. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. And for this week's lock of the week, the final lock of the week of Mortal Kombat 10, I've been undefeated this year going against myself. It's been a little bit of a, a reverse psychology that's really worked for me. But fuck that. I'm taking down the Texas Gunslingers. I'm going to double up their point total. My team is far superior, just like my dick. And I'm going to beat the Texas Gunslingers. 140 to 70. And for our celebrity picker of the week... We have College Game Day Zone. He's a Hall of Famer. 
He's beloved in all our hearts, and he's coming here Christmas week to bring us joy. In Kansas City. In Kansas City, live from the Boulevard Brewery. He's wasted too. Lee Corso. that the final majority tally is in the league is officially rooting for Jared by a vote of seven to one the one vote being myself the league is clearly against me the league has clearly been against me since the final four began and I like it that way I wouldn't want it any other way we love being the dogs we're coming for the gunslingers this week that's it for this week's episode of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast, coming at you live from uh, Boulevard Brewing Company. Thanks again to Boulevard. Thanks again to the College Game Day crew for coming out this week. It's going to be a fun title matchup. We'll see who comes out on top as the 2019 Mortal Kombat 10 champions and gets to etch their name on the Gronk. We'll find out next week on the podcast. We'll see you then. Until then, hashtag rest in peace Harambe, hashtag Westside. Whoopies out. Mm-hmm.